When it comes to weight loss, no two people are the same. That's why Noom builds personalized plans based on your unique psychology and biology. Take Brittany. After years of unsustainable diets, Noom helped her lose 20 pounds and keep it off. I was definitely in a yo-yo cycle for years of just losing weight, gaining weight, and it was exhausting. And Stephanie. She's a former D1 athlete who knew she couldn't out-train her diet, and she lost 38 pounds. My relationship to food before Noom was never consistent. And Evan, he can't stand salads, but he still lost 50 pounds with Noom. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. Even through the pickiness, Noom taught me that building better habits builds a healthier lifestyle. I'm not doing this to get to a number. I'm doing this to feel better. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom users compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. It's time for the 49ers Rush Podcast. Here's your host, John Chapman. What is up, Faithful? I know there is no 49ers game today, but it didn't matter. I feel like we have recorded every Sunday for four straight months. Why stop now? Just because we're at the tail end of the season. The 49ers got the victory yesterday, and man, does it make the next day better. I freaking love it. So what we're going to talk about today, we're going to go over some of the injury updates from the game, some of the positives, some of the negatives, some snap counts, all kinds of different stuff. Um, bets of the week with my bookie, which good gosh, we have hit seven straight bets of the week. Uh, I shouldn't call them bets of the week because I do more than one a week. I've got another one for you for Sunday night football and Monday night football, a two game teaser set up there. I do want to say thank you to the countdown crew showing up strong been kind of fun watching football, but it is a different Sunday when the 49ers don't play. But the 49ers took care of business yesterday, and that's what's important. The 49ers have done very, very well, yeah, not turning the ball over and all those things, but some people didn't make it out of the game unscathed. Here is the head coach himself running quickly through the injuries, and there's something I want to talk about this because pay attention to the severity of the injuries and the names mentioned. Um, slash Shen returned, Trent Williams elbow returned, um, Jeff Wilson had a stinger, he returned. 
School had a knee he returned. Jordan Willis ankle did not return. Go ahead. You get all those names. Trent Williams, he came back. Jeff Wilson, he came back, obviously. He went ham. But there's something about this team that just continues to echo as you watch it. It's not a normal team. It, it really isn't. Now, I'm already off my script. I'm two minutes in into here. But I think that this is something that's worth talking about. The 49ers are eliminated from the playoffs. Why the hell do you have somebody like Trent Williams who is on the verge of the biggest contract of his career, he has no guarantees past this year, gets injured, misses one play, gets his ass back out there on the field. Lots of other people. Kwan Williams, he's playing for a contract too, gets injured, fights back in twice, coming off of an ankle injury. You get these guys that are just chomping at the bit to get on the field. George Kittle, he only got 28 snaps in the game. But he changed the entire dynamic of the offense and really the team itself. It's weird what happens when you add the best tight end in all of football to your ranks. But things started to change. The mentality of this team, it's not one of selfishness. It's not one of pride or arrogance or anything like that. It's I have to get on the damn football field. And it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Even if... You can't get into the playoffs. This is a team that has things that others don't. The mentality is just, it's its different. You look at teams like Seattle. Seattle's going through players demanding trades. They're in first freaking place. They just won. <laughs> they beat the Rebs. And they, they have players that are trying to get out, out of their organization. The 49ers have no such thing. They have players that are trying to stay, that are fighting, even whenever playoffs are off the line, because you built a culture. The 49ers have built a culture with Kyle Shanahan, with John Lynch, and it, it's, it's permeated all of the players, all the way down the roster, from the very, very top, and guys like Kittle and Trent Williams, all the way to the bottom. Guys like Justin School, who had a hell of a game, by the way, before he did get injured and went out. But Kyle Shanahan was asked about this. What does it say? What's the team mentality like to come out and fight so hard when the playoffs are already removed? Here's what he had to say. Well, I mean, I think we got a special group of guys. I, mean, I felt that strongly last year um, after the Super Bowl. I felt that strongly this year in training camp. Um, you know, our record isn't, well, we're not proud of our record. You know, we'd love to be better. Um, but that doesn't tell the story of who these guys are. I mean, just what they've been through all year and that um, they give everything they have um, every game day. Um, there's a number of guys today who are battling a long year of stuff, um, who are worn down and uh, got a lot of injuries they're dealing with. You can see how many guys went out today, um, but you can also see how many guys returned. And just this league is tough. And uh, if you're a weak-minded person and not made of the right stuff, plenty of guys would have tapped out today. And we didn't have one person. And um, I love those guys. Can't say much enough about them. And that's why we were able to pull off a special win today. Yeah, it's 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 special. And, man, I got to get this question in. Mr. Superfly87, about to leave for work. Got to get this question in. Why does Kyler Murray play better against our defense at full strength, but now he plays worse against our defense with key players out? That That's huge. What the 49ers did week one versus week 16, it's crazy. Um, and I, I, I don't want to throw shade, but I'm going to. You had a lot of very high ceiling players, and we talked about this after the game. 
guys like Quan Alexander, guys like Jaquaski Tart, who are great. They're great football players. They deserve to be starters in the NFL, but they're gambling players that aren't where they're supposed to be a lot of times because they react so quick and they fly to the ball so hard that their gap integrity, it's not there. <laughs> and again, you had Eric Armstead playing outside. Uh, he played inside this time. I think that made a difference as well. Drake Greenlaw was phenomenal. Drake Greenlaw's incredible. And so you, it's, it's addition by subtraction against Kyler Murray. Now, I'm not trying to say the team's better without those two people out there. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying against a mobile quarterback, 100%. You pretty much kept Kyler in check almost all game. Uh, physicality on the up front. Go back to week one. What was every single target was to DeAndre Hopkins on the offensive left or defensive right side against Emmanuel Mosley. We never gave Mosley any help whatsoever, and Mosley got eight alive. So what did we do this time? Well, that was Jason Verrett over there who shut down DeAndre Hopkins. He had eight catches for 48 yards. Eight catches for 48 yards for the best wide receiver in football, or one of them. Personnel changes. Robert Sala's defense has played up to the task, and they finally, <laughs> finally stopped, uh, you know, Kyler Murray. Now, uh, Kyle Shanahan was asked the exact same question, so let, let's let's hear from him how our defense was able to stop Kyler this time. Um, they kept him contained most of the game. That was our biggest challenge. You know, we felt like um, that's what got away from us in week one the first time we played him. You know, we kept him contained most of the game, and he got away there in the fourth quarter, and um, he definitely did it sometimes today, which he's always going to. Um, but, you know, I thought our defense, you know, take away those fourth down conversions, which Kyler is extremely hard to stop on those, but take those away. Um, it was a hell of a game. Yeah, and they, they answered the call. And even on that huge fourth down run where Kyler went off for like 30-plus yards, one guy was out of position, Witherspoon. But then a play or two later, he gets the interception in the end zone. So you were able to start making those plays. And when the 49ers had the opportunity to capitalize on a fumble or an interception, they made the play as a defense. Now, uh, 49ers offense definitely didn't get any points off turnover <laughs> this entire game. But the turnovers at least stopped the Arizona Cardinals offense from going any further. And I think that's kind of the difference. Um, and these guys are hungry. Go back to who, who who this team is. John Lynch was asked a question. Do you want to capitalize on the championship window that is open, or do you want to sustain uh, long-term success? And he said both. 2020 sucks. <laughs> it's awful all the way across the board. But this isn't a team that sees it as a loss. They see it as a sleeping giant. I'm a history guy. Why not? Let's go to Pearl Harbor. Uh, the sleeping giant has been awoken. They're not playing just for now. This is a team that is building for the future. Now, there's still a lot of building blocks that are out there. There's 41 free agents. 41 free agents on this roster moving into 2021. Who's going to be brought back? <laughs> that, that's kind of the question. Who's going to be brought back? And these guys all want to be a part of it. I think Kwan Williams, you know, we, we've, we've got to give him his due credit. One of the best games that, that you're going to have out there at all. What he was able to do. And, you know, pro football focus, you can say whatever you want about the numbers. Yeah, there's some issues, whatever. 
On defense, the top two graded players, number one, Fred Warner, 93.4, absolutely insane grade, and his coverage grade. Fred Warner had the highest coverage grade of anybody. He was targeted 12 times, but he was all over the place. Only gave up seven catches. Fred Warner, insane. Uh, forced fumble, <laughs> forced solo stops, 11 tackles, two pressures, all over the place. But Kwan Williams, Shark, was number two. He had a 90.5 grade on 57 snaps. That's pretty damn great. Now, it, whenever you have players like that that are playing that well, if we go over to the offensive side, a couple of grades stood out as well. Number one, Trent Williams, 94.1. One of the highest grades I've ever seen on Pro Football Focus for any position. Trent Williams is that freaking good. Second highest graded player, only played 28 snaps. You guessed it. George freaking Kittle. He changes everything from running game as a blocker. The 49ers averaged their most yards per carry all year. <laughs> they averaged over seven yards per carry. The attitude with him just being on the field changes everything. And it permeates, again, that culture. What happens whenever you have George Kittle on the sidelines? Even whenever he's not in. He only played 28 snaps out of 52. He wasn't even out there for a right at half. But what he was able to bring, the attitude, the physicality, uh, the run game, the pass game, the yak, all those things, it changed it all. And, you know, Kyle Shanahan talked about this a little bit, just what difference Kittle makes to this team. I mean, everyone sees on the field what he means to us, uh, how good of a player he is in the run game and the pass game. Um, just having Kittle at practice is different. Um, we have we have guys like that that um, affect our team that way. I mean, that's how our, when Debo's out there, our team's very similar. It's different. Just having Jimmy out of practice this week in his uniform, being a part of it, um, there's a different buzz in there. Um, and when you lose a lot of those guys, it's tough. I mean, guys come in, they step it up, they give all they can. Um, but the in inspiration of guys who've done it before and who are at the top of their game. And um, Kittle, you know, we knew just getting him a part of us, dressing him out today would, would be able to help a ton. Um, but just what he was able to do even statistically in the past game and um, always in the run game, it's um, can't say enough about um, George. Yeah, it, he, he's crazy, man. <laughs> he's just crazy. Um, Kittle had a chance to talk to the press as well, and of course he shows up in a Joker t-shirt as crazy as ever. And it's so funny, like, I watch all the press conferences, all the players, and, you know, I cut up all the clips, I do all that. And you take away a lot from personalities, from just who these people are as human beings. But there's some times where these people just have the quote-unquote star quality. And I'm not going to lie, sometimes during press conferences, usually Robert Salas, I fall asleep. They're boring as hell. <laughs> I, I love all the wisdom and all that stuff, but whenever you watch every single one of them, especially after a long day of teaching, you get tired as hell. But whenever somebody like George Kittle comes up there, it's like, it's like a shot of espresso or something. You know what I mean? Like you're, whoa, what's going on here? Uh, and then the interview's always over too soon because he, the energy that comes across just a freaking computer screen, it, it's infectious. So here we go. Here is Kittle on the run game and what seems to have changed. Standard, then, you know, that's what we want to run the ball like every single week. And I know that it's been frustrating for guys, you know, for our team that we haven't been running the ball well. Um, and... 
I think we just, you know, guys made plays today. And um, like I said, you know, we were inspired to play, um, you know, with CJ. And, you know, even though we're not making the playoffs, like I said earlier in the week, you know, we're out here to make someone's life a little bit more difficult. And I think we did that today. And like I said, I'm proud of the team. And, um, you know, when you run the ball like that, it's, it's really fun. You know, guys are making plays. Guys are hitting. We're physical. Uh, I think we ran power like five, six times in the last two drives, which was one of my favorite running plays. And a little gap scheme on them. And, uh, I think overall, just when you have a running back like Jeff Wilson, Tevin Coleman, you know, you know, Jet making plays out there in the pass game, um, you know, you got a guy like Jeff that it just hits it like as hard as he does. You know, guys get out of the way, and that's why he takes a ball 40 yards in a power play, and then doesn't score. Come on, Jeff, just leaves it for Juice to score two touchdowns. That's incredible. But uh, you know, just overall happy for the team. And uh, you know, I will say this: I, I did grow up a Bears fan, and you know, the fact that we helped the Bears a little bit just makes me a little happier. So, the uh, Bears. But uh, thanks, guys. Thank See you, George. We got <laughs> He's hilarious. Uh, talking trash against Jeff Wilson, who had 200 total yards and a touchdown, uh, throwing juice under the bus. Uh, it's it just, it, it's just, it's infectious. And you can see that. You're talking about the offense. You know, we average 4.4 yards per game per rush. Sorry, 4.4 yards per rush over the course of the season. We averaged 7.6 yesterday. 7.6, 3.2 yards more per carry. Now, is all that on Kittle? No. Is a lot of it on Kittle? Yes. He changes. He elevates all other 10 guys that are on the field with him at all times. Now, I got to be remiss. I got to get this ad in here quick because Sunday Night Football is about to jump off the screen here. We got about 30 minutes if you're watching this live. So I want to get this on the record real quick. Word from my bookie that I got our bet of Sunday night and Monday night football. Every sports fan knows it's not about how you start the season, it's about how you finish. And my bookie 2020 finishes strong with NFL, college football, and the return of NBA action. Sign up today to receive a halfway deposit match up to $1,000. And while you're at it, ring in the holidays with six days of giveaways. You heard it here first. From December 21st all the way up to December 26th, my bookies hooking players up with free bets, free casino chips, and free blackjack tournaments with huge cash prizes. And it's all week long. To get in the action, it's simple. Sign up, make your first deposit, and enter the promo code 49ers49ERS 49 to claim your bonus and start taking advantage of all these freebies. Head over to my bookie to discover this year's batch of fun on site promotions and win big with six days giveaway this holiday season. Bet with the best. Bet with my bookie all right the line on the game tonight i see it in the comments the green bay packers are minus three and a half against the tennessee titans now i'm not taking that bet even though i do like that bet as just a standalone that's fine our teasers have been working really well so we're doing a two team plus seven point teaser um i am taking the bills minus 0.5 points so it's almost a money line game versus the patriots um you know the pats have 20 players that are questionable and were limited practice participants this week they are eliminated from the playoffs cam's a front runner has been his whole career nothing to play for trying to get a contract with somebody but they've looked bad back to back 10 point double digit losses against some not good teams well the buffalo bills are a pretty damn good team and tonight I'm taking the Packers plus three and a half. Again, uh, the game line, the spread is minus three and a half. The teaser gives us seven free points. So Packers plus three and a half points versus the Titans. 
Bet 10 to get back 17. I like that bet. I'm pretty excited about it. Um, again, we've hit seven straight bets. So if you haven't bet with us, head over there, mybookie.ag. Use promo code 49ers, 50% of your deposit. And they match it for free whenever you sign up. Um, I love it. Couple things. Uh want to talk about just some questions that are on here. Um, at home dude says Grant Cone goes live, then John Chappie goes live. Um, yeah, I did not notice. I do not have my notifications on for Grant Cone, believe it or not. I did not know that he was live, but uh, wish him and his listeners the best. Uh no ill will towards anybody, even though he did ask me. I don't know if you guys saw this unless you're blocked by him. Um, I made a couple comments about Nick Mullins, and he asked me um, if I just don't like him as a human being, <laughs> which I thought was funny. I don't dislike him. He I, he's he has a role, and he's there to charge people up. Doesn't really care about the content as much. That's okay. Uh, 49ers faithful forever. John, where do you rank Fred Warner out of all of the linebackers? Fred Warner's linebacker one. You can make the argument that there are three or four other people that are as good as him. Darius Leonard, um, you know, I, I know I'm going to be missing a lot of guys out there, but Demario Davis, Levante David, um, go with the white, uh, the white kid, the rookie. There's guys that are great. Bush, before he got hurt, there's lots of good middle linebackers out there. I'm taking Fred Warner. Did you just hear me talk about his coverage? <laughs> Who else is going to play what he does in the space? I mean... When we drafted Fred Warner out of BYU in the third round, he was a guy, a long, athletic linebacker, 6'3". He's long. And he played kind of that safety outside linebacker in space. But he was more of a force run player on the edge. And he was a lead at the run game start to finish. There, there was no doubt about that. But the question marks on him were, man, can he cover? His hips were tight, all that kind of stuff. You can't measure what's in the noggin. And he's got it all. He has elevated every part of his game. And to now be one of the best coverage linebackers in the NFL, in addition to he can rush the passer, elite versus the run, uh, gets everybody set up. He's so durable. He's out there all the time. Uh, you could say that there's linebackers as good as him, and you could even prefer some of those over Fred. Yeah, That's an opinion piece. Nobody's better. <laughs> Nobody's. That's not an opinion. That's factual. Fred Warner is with the best or is the best, and that's all there is to it. Um, and notice, I did not say Bobby Wagner. I do not put Bobby Wagner up there this year. Now, we'll say Bobby Wagner had his game of his probably the last five years against the 49ers earlier this season. Uh, we'll have to see what happens next week. Fidel says, Chapman, do you think we re-sign Kyle Juszczyk? Man, Juszczyk has been on a tear. First four weeks of the season, Juszczyk was not great. But, man, last five weeks, he's one of our best players. Um, I do think that we re-sign him, but not for $5 million a year. Um, and this is going to be the theme. The 49ers front office has shown Emmanuel Sanders, uh, even DeForest Buckner, whatever else, however you want to look at this. We want to keep you. Here's what we can pay. We are no longer the team of name a price we're going to admit it. That, that's not what the 49ers can't do that anymore. The 49ers have to say, look, Kyle Juszczyk, we want you back. We know you made $5 million a year last year. Do you deserve it? Sure. We can offer you $3.75 with a million-dollar incentive, whatever, because, again, if it's an incentive-based, that doesn't go against the salary cap. Incentives are 
not likely to be filled is the terminology on contracts. And so that doesn't count against the salary cap. So it, what they have to do, and again, uh, Prague Morante, our front office guy is great at this. You have to make them incentive-based deals because again, does not count against the cap. The player can still get his and he has to bet on himself, which he is an aging veteran, but I hope we do keep him. Now, if we don't keep Jews, what does that look like? Uh, there's not a lot of fullbacks out there that can do it. I think you've got Charlie Warner. I think you've got Roz Dwelly that maybe could do it. Are they juice? Hell no. There's only one juice. We'll have to see what happens. I know a lot of people are probably stronger in their defense of bringing back juice than I am. Um, and I played fullback, so I, I, shame on me, right? Shame on me. All right, let's see here. A couple other questions. That's right. Hit that freaking... <laughs> hit that like button niner joe says lambs lost again they sure did man jared goff is bad if you don't like jimmy garoppolo that's fine that's your opinion you should be thankful that you don't have carson wentz in his contract and you don't have jared goff in his contract those teams are stuck 49ers could get out of Garoppolo's deal easy. Only $2 million if you cut them or trade them. I don't think they're going to do that. Uh, I don't think they should do that. But comparative speaking, you look at those contracts. Holy cow. They are stuck. Stuck. Um, let's see here. Tommy, are the Seahawks resting players next week? That's a good question. You know, if, if you look at just kind of where everything is, there's not a lot of wiggle room anymore in the playoffs. Um, you know, especially now for the seven spot there is for sure. But Seattle's already won the division. They're the three seed basically no matter what because they can't jump. Well, actually, they could get the two seed. Man, they could get the one seed if it all went well. So, yeah, actually, I don't know. Their conference record, eh, they're kind of stuck just because of their conference. So you have... Green Bay 11 and 3, they're the one seed. Saints 11 and 4, Seahawks 11 and 4. But Seattle has worse conference record than all, both of those. So Seattle would have to win and one of those teams would have to lose and they still might not get it. Yeah, I don't know. I, I doubt they'll rest them, but they will be quick to pull them. Um and the 49ers, I don't care. You go out there and you beat the hell out of the out of the Seahawks. I don't care if it hurts their draft pick value, which we're at 14 currently. Go win the damn game. Beat your division opponent. Make them go into the playoffs limping. Um, that's what you want to do. All right, let's see here. Logan, I, do, uh, I know you don't want to keep Jeff Wilson, but the two games he started, he's crushed it. You're right. Um, I, I'm torn on Jeff Wilson just because of ball security. It bothers the hell out of me. He hasn't fixed it. Um, and you're just sitting there saying, oh, he didn't fumble once all game. You're right, and he runs hard as hell. But the way he carries the ball, even in this amazing game that he had, which I'm, I'm cheering for him, it sucks. Now, he, he just he, the way he carries it, it it's not protected. It, it never is protected. But he's so cheap. Jeff Wilson's coming back next year. Tevin Coleman, no way in hell. <laughs> Jarek McKinnon, no way in hell. Jamichael Hasty, will he be back? Again, cheap as anything. Um, Raheem Mostert, they will bring back. So those are kind of your running backs, and then you're going to add in some new undrafted free agents. I'm fine with that. Jeff Wilson, yeah, I was maybe a little too harsh. Those fumbles really, really bother me. And if you look at just the impact that turnovers have on this team, turn the ball over one time, you beat a playoff-bound team in the Arizona Cardinals. Nine straight games with two or more turnovers is not how you win. Um, anyway, 
Did you know that you can now win up to 100 times your money on prize picks with as little as four correct picks? You can turn $10 into 1000 with basketball, hockey, college basketball entries today on prize picks, America's number one fantasy sports app. And here's what's great. It, it, you can get action on sports on more than 30 different states across the country, including California, Texas, and Georgia. On top of that, you got playoff basketball actions on the horizon, and this is the best place to take advantage of all of basketball's postseason actions. Some of these player props. Nikolai Jokic for over 10 rebounds. Anthony Davis, more than two blocks. Lillard, four three-pointers made. You get to pick exactly how you want to use your bets. So, download the app today. Use code 49ers49ERS for a deposit match up to 100 Again, that's promo code 49ers for a first deposit matchup up to $100 over on prize picks. Pick more, pick less. It's that easy. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. If we brought back Wilson, I'd be very, very happy. I just wish he would correct that one thing. Just the way he carries the ball. It's like a loaf of bread, man. Uh, he doesn't even have any contact with the point of the ball, which is like, ah, it drives me nuts. Anyway. Um, let's see here from Jason. I think Kyle was trying to run his old game plan with Nick. I think <laughs> with CJ finally figured out he had to tone it down. Well, the crazy thing is, you know, if you look over the course of the year, the 49ers are at a 40% run rate and 60% pass rate. That was with Nick Mullins. Now we ran the ball 30 times, which was awesome this game. And I, I think that that should go a long way, but Man, Kyle Shanahan still wants to throw the ball so stinking much. I, I, I just I, I struggle with that, especially whenever you have C.J. Beathard. You know, I, I don't know which broadcast you were listening to on Amazon Prime. They had three separate ones. But, you know, <laughs> I was on the Scouts uh, tape or whatever it was called, Scouts feed. And Daniel Jeremiah and Bucky Brooks were cracking me up because they were going back and forth. Why are you letting C.J. Beathard throw the ball? Run the ball, run the ball. And Kyle Shanahan just throw, 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 throw. Um, <laughs> but, you know, he protected the ball relatively well, and he got him out there. So you take that, you're cool with it, you kind of move on. Uh, Voltex, what's up, brother? Um, should the 49ers re-sign Hasty? Yes, they will, because, again, uh, he might be under a two-year contract, but he's not. he's a restricted free agent, so he can't go. It's the 49ers, or they can cut him, then he can go somewhere else. Hasty will be brought back. He showed flashes. Um, I, I like the kid, obviously. I'm part of the freaking <laughs> fan club. But, yeah, he, he's good. So he's coming back. All right, here we go. This is the question. I thought we'd wait longer. That's all right. Let's do this. Let's piss some people off. Courtney, what are you thinking about Spoon now? Question mark. One, you have to give him his credit. Okay, and let's go on this roller coaster ride. Let's do this. He's played amazing the last two games. All right, that's great. He's played great. He helped us win this game. He gave us a chance to win the previous game. He has played incredible. However, 
Don't be Dory <laughs> from Finding Nemo. Where's your memory at, people? This is not the first time we have seen this kid ball out for back-to-back -back games. It's not the second time we've seen this kid ball out for back-to-back -back games. It's not the third time we have seen him ball out for two games. Guess what has happened after all of those? Pull me once. Shame on you. Pull me twice. Shame on me. This guy is not dependable. Now, is there a place in the NFL for a spoon? There is. Is it with the 49ers? It's not. Listen to Kyle Shanahan talk about Akello Witherspoon and pay attention very carefully to exactly what he says. Here we go. Um, I mean, what uh, the ups and downs Akello's been through this year and, you know, the way he's been playing the last two weeks, the way he played today, um, says a lot about the guy. Um, you know, I, I, I was hard on him at the beginning of this year. I thought for good reasons. Um, and Kello didn't really shy away from it. Lost his job, lost the backup job, wasn't able to dress um, for some special teams issues. And um, what was really cool about it, once all that stuff happens, is how he, how, how he reacted. Uh, didn't pout. Um, you know, I know he went into, I know he went into Hightower one day, went into Sala. He's like, hey, I know I'm struggling, but just tell me what to focus on and get better. And, you know, over the second half of the season, the work he's put in in the weight room with um, Dustin Perry and our strength coaches, um, going out there in practice and really bringing himself back when he was out. Um, and that's what made us all start believing again because we, Akel's done some real good things for us this year. And he started out a tough way. And what he started doing in practice when it was scout team and working out, it got him to this moment. And then we had a few guys get hurt, so he got his opportunity again. And because of the way he handled himself when adversity struck, that's why he was ready for this opportunity. And he, he helped us last week, helped us big time win a game today, and that'll help him in his career too. Oh, man. It's going to help him in his career too. I, I don't know. Whenever you start, you get a question about Akello, you start it with, he's had a lot of ups and downs. You end it with, it's going to help him in his career. I'm sorry, and maybe I'm reading too much into this, um, but I remember <laughs> several games, Not again, not one, not two, not three, not four, being the worst player on the football field. I hope he freaking goes lights out and makes a Pro Bowl. Now, is there any situation where I would be pissed off if they brought Spoon back? No, absolutely not. If you plan on this guy being a starting cornerback on your team, you're an idiot. You're a moron. You can't rely on a cornerback that is missing the confidence level in between the years. You can't do that. It, it, it snowballs, and we've seen it time and time again. You know, I asked the question on my Twitter feed, do you want Akello brought back in 2021? Uh, oh, a thousand votes almost, uh, and I got 50. 65% said yes. Uh, again, it was very vague. I just left it up there. You know, I, I didn't say like as a number two, number three, number four. You bring back Akello on a, you know, $1 million deal with playing time incentives and whatever else, fine. No worries. But you sure as hell better not have him as a projected starter going into camp. I don't even want him as a number three outside corner. If he's my number four, okay, cool. You know, you, you can rely on him in some injury situations. That's fine. Go back and just remember, remember teams picking on this kid repeatedly, costing games by himself. Do you not remember the divisional round of the freaking playoffs against Stefan Diggs? And you can say, well, Stefan Diggs is amazing. Yeah, I get it. 
and then we benched them, put Emmanuel Mosley in, and they got one first down through three quarters after that. Ugh. Man, uh, I remember. <laughs> oh, I, I remember my curse words. I remember my heart rate. I, I no, no ill will towards the towards the guy. I, I, he's probably an amazing human being, and I wish him the best. But again, in the words of Robert, or in the words of Kyle Shanahan, I hope that it will help his career out too. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, guys. I, I I don't know how to beat around the bush on this one. Um, now watch him go out and just be amazing and shut down DK Metcalf this week and whatever else. But one or two games does not make up for costing your team games. That's just me. That's just me. Now, Sunday Night Football's about to kick off. I appreciate you guys. I know this is a shorter episode, but I just want to say thanks. And again, just a reminder, uh, Countdown Crew, we got giveaways coming up this week, but I'm going to be on vacation with my fam. We're going driving through the mountains like some crazy people. Um, so it's going to be a little bit off schedule this week, but I'm going to try to get episodes in as much as I can. Appreciate you guys. Thank you so much for the continued support. You are the best out there. And as always, be strong, faithful. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. Coriant provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Coriant has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Coriant has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Coriant has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Coriant's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Coriant.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Coriant.com. Save big money on your outdoor project now at Menards. We have everything you need to keep your outdoor power equipment running smooth so you can keep that lawn in tip-top shape or enjoy some time on your boat. Right now, all FVP, lawn and garden, and marine batteries are on sale through May 5th. Check out our entire selection of FVP batteries today and view our weekly flyer on Menards.com for more great deals. Save big money.